fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i always am by greg of the dead how you doing man fantoxic also joined by intern Corey. it's intern Corey pick hello intern Corey. hello i'm back thank you for picking a movie that either one of us would have obviously picked so i love it when you do that uh it's just one of those it's been a while since we've I, I wasn't even considering being part of the show when you guys did Toxic Avenger. And I'm like, you know what? It's time. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while. It has been a good while. It's been a while. But yeah, it's Toxic Avenger 2 is interesting because yeah. so many Toxic Avenger fans are split on this. Um, where when they did Citizen Toxie, it was kind of like a reboot on the sequels, like a requel thing almost. I fucking love two and three. Like they're far and on. I love these two movies. I don't, I've seen parts of part two and parts of part three. I think I haven't seen them all the way. Like how I sat down to watch it all the way through like this. Um, I enjoyed it, but you have to notice that there's a difference between Toxie one and four and two and three. Oh, oh absolutely. absolutely. There's all, all of them are their own things. Yes. But, it's almost like, okay, it's still very trauma. You get a lot of gore. There's gratuitous nudity. There's tape over crotches for some reason later. Um, but it seems more like paint-by-the-numbers trauma, if you get what I mean. it's There's not as many extreme moments as I remember. Or, like, the extreme moments they do, it's, like, maybe a little too polished? I don't know. There's something a little off about it, but I like it. Polished is not a word I would use to describe this movie well, in the slightest, due to the fact like the soundtrack is like like things a couple times <laughs> and the noise, and that's the best copy available. Yeah, no, we don't have any where the soundtrack just played the whole way through normal. <laughs> I mean, polished as far as trauma. Let's let's put a different definition of the word po- polished when we're in, in relation to a trauma movie. That's uh, what I mean. That's fair. But, um, yeah, this this is not my favorite Toxic Avenger movie by far, but it I still love it a lot. It's always a good time when I watch it. But, um, yeah, like, Brett, this one feels formulaic is the word I would use. Yeah, that's it. Like, Troma figured out, like, okay, this is how we make a Toxic Avenger movie. Well, it's a trauma movie and Toxic Avenger, so of course there's an Edward Trifecta by Lloyd Kaufman. Um, also, Michael Hers uh, is a director, like al- almost always. Michael Hers just lives in the shadows. He's never seen by any man. No one knows what he truly looks like to the point people thought Joe Fleischer was him yeah. at one point because he would always portray him and everything. Michael Hers actually has a role in this movie. Really? He is he is the voice of Big Mac Bunko. The the <laughs> fake Melvin uh Toxie's fake father. Okay. And we did see him that one we saw him that one time he was the reporter in um Newcomb High. In Newcomb High. Yep. It's his only on screen appearance. Um so I actually had such a fun time with this movie. It's winter. I'm feeling like uh, everything's gray and cold. This movie, like, definitely was a fun, like, 
one to watch during this time. Not some stuffiness or something like this. I'm like, ah, perfect. So, movie starts off with Toxie narration, of course. Like, just going on and on about who he is, how he is, all that stuff. And Tromaville, since the events of the first movie, is now a nice place to live. He has a girlfriend, Claire. This brings me to my first point that something has happened between our two movies. Because if you two remember, his blind blonde girlfriend from the first movie was Sarah. What happened to Sarah? They forgot what they named her in the first one. That makes sense, I'm, to be honest. I, I'm just assuming, but... um, I also, in the opening credits of this movie, there's uh, like a quasi-thrash metal song that just explains the events of the first movie. <laughs> yes. Those songs are always great because they have to like really shoehorn in some things. So like they have to like it it doesn't always make sense at all. Do you guys real quick, I know we already started on the beat for beat, but do you know the story on how Toxic Avenger 2 kind of came to be? No. I remember it was something. Is it they just wanted to go to Japan or something? Well, no, uh Toxic Avenger did do amazing in Japan. So like Lloyd did go there and that's how they got the video game and everything like that. But um, he was so excited to shoot the sequel to Toxic Avenger, and he had so many ideas, he accidentally shot over four hours of footage and then panicked <laughs> once he saw how much he shot. Now, if this was today, I'm sure frickin' Martin Scorsese would release it and then get mad at anyone complaining about the runtime, as is. But Lloyd, smartly, just like, his wife actually came up with the idea, why don't you just split it into two movies? And that's what he did. That's why it kind of has like a non-ending ending, because it was supposed to be the middle of the movie. Okay. Yeah, because it's like, it does, it's a very, it is kind of disjointed. Because we're in Tromaville, there's like a long, like, what is it, like 20 minute fight scene at like the very beginning. And then he's oh, yeah. like, he's depressed. And then the doctor fucks him and while fucking him says, let's go to Japan. There's a lot of Japan. He's back in Tromaville for like at the very end. Because they use the little score that they composed uh, at least twice in this movie. And I swear, like, there was some kind of contract for whoever composed the song. Like, if you play this song, you have to play it the entire way through. That's why that <laughs> fight goes so long and the car chase at yeah. the end goes so long with it. But uh, he works at the Tromaville Center for the Blind and this point he's there with claire he's supposed to go clean the silverware no the oven not touch the silverware because he melts it and the toilets but apocalypse inc this entirely new thing that we have no knowledge of shows up outside and they deliver a package to claire for the toxic avenger it's clearly a time bomb you hear tick 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 <laughs> as she gives it to as he gives it to her I like how Apocalypse Inc. is is introduced, and it's like we're already supposed to know what this thing is, and it is one of those. Well, you should know about this, and if you don't, we're not going to tell you. It's like litter. It's like Evil Lord Business showed up. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, he's evil because he's in the business of evil. He but, named his company Apocalypse Inc. Later, they're like, it's such a thing. It's like, corporate's bad, which I'm not saying corporate's good, but they're so like, oh, you corporate slobs, and they're like throwing stuff at him. Also, we I know we talked about this when we did Toxic Avenger way back in the day, but 
Lloyd Kaufman, I'm convinced, has never met a real blind person in his life. Because people who are blind do not just wave their hands in the air, go, woo, and make it sounds like this all the time. They have their other senses. They learn to deal with it. It's not like they just run and bounce into things all day. We just did Castle Freak. She was tippy-tapping very good in that. It's not like this. But they have canes set up everywhere, so no matter where she goes, she runs into one. And, you know, most blind people, because they don't have their sense of sight, their other senses are insanely heightened. So Claire would have heard this ticking time bomb that she's handed that we can clearly hear. Yeah. So the guy who posed as a delivery man was on his way back to the limo, and a blind lady who missed the lunch bell in a wheelchair still outside, she's like, I missed the bell! I missed the bell! She's, like, grabbing at him, and instead of just kind of, like, pushing her away, because you're evil, whatever, and walking away, he just takes a gun out and mows her down right there. <laughs> well, he loves killing old ladies. That's a just love about trauma. They don't hold back. It's like, fuck you, old lady. And then the center explodes, a bunch of people come out on fire and everything. For count of the dead purposes, I do not know how many survivors. I'm only counting what we saw. Yeah. Um, and then they just go like, I claim this land for the toxic chemical storage area. Like, there's no paperwork involved or anything. You don't buy it. Just if the building explodes and you're the first on the scene, you now own this land. It's like when they got to the moon, it's just, they just plant their flag. They just throw a sign over the other sign. It's conquered lands. I mean, how do you think we got this country? We just kind of showed up and said, we just kind of showed wrong. up and said, you know? But Toxie emerges from the rubble and grabs the man who shot the lady, puts him into the wheelchair, and crushes him in the wheelchair. <laughs> Yeah, this starts the, like, which is literally, like, a 20-minute-long fight scene. Which is a lot of great, cool kills, but it goes on and on and on. Yeah, to that do-do-do-do music the whole time <laughs> as he's fighting them all. And then, like, a literal clown car, this limousine, of villains come out. And not just, like, your typical thug, like, uh, like gun-for-hire kind of villains. No! Like, these are people with... Full on, like, comic book origin backstories by the looks of them. There's a man who spits blue mist. There is a dog man. There is so much going <laughs> on here. I enjoy that because I was like, why are, why it's a, isn't it just like random thugs kind of thing? Of like, they're in like blue jeans and their leather jackets and they got their switchblades. Like, no, it's like, these very cartoonish evil villains. I was like, oh, because this Toxic Avenger is supposed to be a superhero. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do enjoy the, the cavalcade of it. One of these villains is actually, this is the first film appearance of Michael Jai White, who went on to play Spawn in the 1997 Spawn movie. He was also in Kill Bill, and basically anytime they need a black karate man, they they get was, Michael Jai White. He was Gamble in The Dark Knight, uh, who yes. is mad at Joker. And you want to see a magic trick? Yeah, it's that oh, guy. Okay. Yeah. This is his very first uh, film appearance. And the original Toxic <laughs> Avenger is the first film appearance of Marissa Tomei. Like, they always just get these actors who are like, yeah, I'll show up in a trauma movie and be a background actor. 
there's so much going on here. He strangles one with a vine and shoves a rose through his eye. Um, they surround him at one point and do like the can can like <laughs> kick thing and then actually kick him and then he attacks a bunch of them. What else do we have? There's a yep. little dude who he mushes into a basketball and makes a basket with. I like that they even take the time of this is why I say it seems like it has a little bit more of a budget because they take the time to move the ball to the camera to show that the ball has the face and then they shoot the basket. They have the guy in, in the bowler hat that Foxy just pounds down to he's just a, a hat and shoes. Oh, that is so because it's literally like that gag where it's just like wind up shoes with a hat. Yeah. Um, there's one he knocks the head off of two of them. But then I guess the music is also there in real life because the headless bodies dance to the music for a little bit before dying. You know, the two guys that shoot two. each other. Um, one man quits the fight because he is late for his piano lesson. That's Michael <laughs> Jai White. Oh, yes. Um, the dude in a dress faints when Toxie eats the gun. Um it all comes down to he oh. destroys all of them, and the evil boss and the evil lady drive away. I like what the, the two dudes that shoot each other. Because they don't realize that Toxie jumped out of the way. Oh, oh, then there's, just to remind you that he's a hero, there is a blind baby with tiny blind glasses on in a tree from the explosion that he saves, and luckily a baby's mother survived, and he returns the baby. They literally, but it's so funny to make this movie, they had to stick a baby in a tree for at least a few seconds and just leave it there. <laughs> you know what? I didn't actually consider this fact. Yes, yeah. the baby was just in a tree. <laughs> the crook of a tree. It's not a kid either. It's a straight up baby. Who volunteered their child for this? <laughs> and for the tr Toxic Avenger 2, the trauma movie. Uh, we cut to Apocalypse Inc.'s headquarters where the chairman is giving his evil villain speech and his lady uh, sidekick is also giving her villain speech about how she hates Claire and her giant hot melons and blind bitch and all this stuff, you know. And we got the appearance of my favorite fat actor, Joe Flyshaker's back, a very young Joe Flyshaker, a nice, like, trims felt like 350 Joe Flyshaker. This isn't him at 600 yet. He did look like a young man here when you see him. He, oh, he's walking around. At one point, he's doing belly flops. Like, he's moving. That's good for him. We also have, did you notice Cigar Face is back? Oh, I didn't catch that. Nice. Well, Cigar Face is back, and then when they're, I think it's during this scene, they're talking about, like, what the Toxic Avengers done before, and then they show his same character from the first one getting killed. If you remember in real two of the first movie. <laughs> if we're talking about this, uh, the chairman of Apocalypse Inc. is one of the men who harass Sarah in the first movie on the street when she's like, my boyfriend's coming, and then they run away when they oh. see the Toxic Avenger. That's something I like about Troma so much is they do the thing where they reuse actors and you get to go, oh, it's him from the thing. But they need a secret weapon to destroy him, and where can we go for such a technology? Where do we get our cars, our instruments, everything? Japan! And they're going to get the anti-traumaton substance from Japan. Can I talk about traumatons for one second? 
It's midichlorians. Yes, thank you. Okay, perfect. You. That's exactly where I was going. Yes. The first one, I was fine. I'm like, he's drawn to evil, and he has to stop it. I needed no further explanation. Just nope. like in the original Star Wars trilogy, I'm like, they can use the Force. I can make up what the Force is. Yep. Nope, now we have Tromatons and Midichlorians. There doesn't need to be a microscopic thing that makes him hate crime. Also, George Lucas owes Lloyd Kaufman some money for stealing his idea. <laughs> True, this did come out first. Yes. Um, and they pay off his psychologist, who he's been seeing, to plant the idea in his head that he's missing his father and needs to go to Japan to find his father and everything like this. Because he, Toxic Avenger is so depressed that there's no crime. He should be so happy he's rid this place of crime and it's like a paradise for like the longest time. Or they're riding their bikes around, they're playing frisbees in the front yard. Here comes the ice cream man and he's not Clint Howard. Um, but he's sad that he can't kill people because they're doing crimes like it would be funny if like he got lesser and lesser crimes so like they jaywalk and he has to like go kill them i like how she plants the idea that oh you miss your dad by you know fucking him oh yeah uh, like you do i assume one of my favorite things in movies is when it's like they're having sex while they're both fully clothed it's like is that like well, phantasm 2 when like reggie's having sex fully clothed i don't imagine anyone was up for the job of making a toxic avenger prosthetic penis that would have had to well, be like a burnt hot dog you could like show the two, to... two dropping and it's like okay that's enough i think it was more of a dry hump than anything yeah, yeah. i'm not i don't think they were actually fucking it was more they uh, inappropriate behavior between a psychologist and a patient, no matter what. Oh, yes, definitely. But we, he's going to go to Japan because his father, Big Mac, lives in Japan. Yes, that's the name. Uh, Big Mac Junko. And he has one last sex scene with Claire before he heads out. And I like when he, I guess, is orgasming, steam comes out of his ears. Yeah, and, like, the uh, eyeball, like, moves around. It's not just stationary. At one point, he's crying, and it's just, like, the spray coming out of the eyeball. Like, <laughs> Also, like, where he's, like, he's, like, showing, like, because he's, like, I, I think Japan's farther away than New York City. And then he's, like, if Japan's here, like, on his, like, on Claire's chest, and I go over these two big mountains, then we're here. <laughs> Lloyd is very much an environmentalist. I'm not even joking saying this. He always has been and everything like that. And the message definitely comes through in his early movies. Um, so to the most environmentally friendly way he could go to Japan, the Toxic Avenger windsurfs. I love it so much. I just <laughs> love the idea of him like windsurfing across the sea. Like people on a cruise see him go by and he waves. And of course they're all like, ah! But people for like, yeah, he's windsurfing there. There's like two whole continents in between New Jersey and Japan. Is he yeah, windsurfing across down around Africa well, and across no. Europe and then, back, then back up? He mentions he goes through the Panama Canal and goes that way. So if anything, he goes the longer way. 
Yeah, because then he then he'd be going down. If he went down through the Panama Canal, he goes down mm-hmm. to the other. Well, no, no, that would be shorter. Because if he went down to the Panama Canal and over, Geology he only has to conquer the with He only has forever. to. He only has to cross the rest of America to get to Japan. Maps. In its geography, not geology. Geology is rocks. Whatever. I wasn't gonna say it. I'll just gonna let him go. I, I don't know shit. <laughs> is it is that a horror thing? No, is that a podcast thing? No, I don't know it. <laughs> I know two things. Of rocks. Built in a lab. But he forgets his passport, so he has to enter Japan Godzilla style. <laughs> and he pops out, and of course he's in Japan, so of course everyone's running away and everything. You know, it's it's the most low-hanging fruit, but you know they're gonna take it. And oh yeah, you have to. Troma makes definitely because it's trauma, they make some bad jokes, but they don't go as far as they could have, which I say good on them. Yeah, yeah, this could have been a lot worse. Yes. But they get there and he enters and everyone's scared of him constantly, everywhere he goes. But then he's <laughs> he's getting snacks from a food vendor, but he senses evil. And this girl is being attacked by another girl and just given to her two goon friends, I guess, because they rip her shirt off. And then the two guys like start kissing her with the sounds that they're making and everything. (laughs) Trauma kisses. At at this point in the movie, we're in Japan and they're speaking Japanese. And I go, I'm watching this on Tubi and I go, oh, let's put on the captions to see if I can tell what they're saying. And it just says speaking Japanese. And I go, thanks, captions. It's the same on Peacock. (laughs) But he senses this because Traumatons, his midichlorians, and he runs to save her. He breaks it up. Now, the three in question are three attackers. Is this girl in like a Matrix leather outfit type thing? And then a regular kind of dude for the most part. And then a cowboy. And what I mean by this is not like John Wayne. I mean, he's dressed like a cow. He has the face paint and everything. He chases the regular dude down to where he bought his snacks. that They make them in the shape of fun fish. And he attacks the dude and then does that to his nose. So his nose is now fish. (laughs) I like like that. That's a cool prosthetic. (laughs) Yeah. Chases the cowboy man into a public bath. Are these still a thing? I don't know. Rand- Wolfman Randy was just in Japan. Yeah, true. We could ask Wolfman Randy. Um, I don't know if it's a cultural difference or not. I legit don't know if these are still a thing over there. I, I don't know. I know in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, they have Roman baths, but it's not the same thing. Yeah, you can see where George Washington washed his balls once, and they have a plaque because that's all that West Virginia can go. Ooh, George Washington visited once. We have hey. cryptid pizza. Please come. Nothing else. I will not, sir. I will not hear you impugn mythical pizza. I ate there. It was fantastic. Our good friend Snarly Yow. What's up, Snarly? Buys you buys the cryptid themed sodas there, and he's friends with Wolfman Randy. He even uses his picture with Wolfman Randy in his promotional items. If any of you listeners live in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, I feel so sorry for you, and please get out. 
Anyone who is not aware, the background, Brett from Dimension Z is from West Virginia, even though he claims I, I was born in Maryland, but he grew up yes. there. Yes. I used to go through that town all the time. There's nothing. It's a nice town. There's a stream. Anyway, <laughs> public baths. He chases the cowboy man in there, puts him in there, uses his atomic breath because he's Godzilla, and heats up the water, and then puts a bunch of, like, like Looney Tunes, basically. Because this movie is like Looney Tunes when it comes down to it at the end of the day. Puts a bunch of vegetables and everything and turns him into soup. I love this where it's like Japanese Joe Flyshaker. They're like, oh, he's fat. Let's put him in the movie. And then, yeah, they just make food out of him. Where he comes, he runs in, he has a basket full of carrots and like peppers and onions. He dumps those in. Then he comes back with noodles and he dumps those in. At one point, the guy has like the carrot in his mouth. He's like, (laughs) Then he chases the girl into a news station. And Corey, as the only member of Throbbing with Horror who has worked at a news station... I would like your opinion. When I see things like factories or power plants that I've worked in, I always give my, yeah, that's legit, or no, this is wrong. How much of this is the way it's done? Um, 50-50. Okay, that's not bad odds for Trump. Like, like you would actually have, like, a control room there with, you know, the producers and editors and directors sitting in it. And then, you know, you would have your, your talent in a separate room reading. So the, okay. the setup actually is fairly accurate. So in your position, when you were being a man of the news, uh, mainstream media, Corey here, what? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, uh, there's some stuff going on in the world that I'm not too happy about. I'm going to go out to my truck and make a video about it. <laughs> <laughs> With my sunglasses on. Get my pit vipers on. All right, you know, you see what's happening here is you got these three dudes in Pennsylvania making this podcast about a horror movie, but they don't cover the ones I like. How about why don't they ever cover them great movies from the two thousands? Huh? Why don't they do that? I'll tell you why. The Illuminati. <laughs> anyway, in your time at the news. What is your reaction and your course of action if this happens? I mean, uh, me personally, I'm probably just going to watch it because I was not that invested in my job. Okay, let's say they gave you a big raise and now you're invested. What is the the course of action for someone who cares? Because they all seem to care quite a bit. They're all waving their arms about and everything as he goes. Oh, uh, I mean, I would, I would definitely be one of the guys going, "Hey, wait, no, you can't do that." But I'm also not going to get in the way. Of the, you know, hideously deformed monster of superhuman size and strength as he's attempting to turn a lady into a transmitter. I'm just not doing it. I like that there's only been two movies we've ever been able to ask Corey about these scenarios, and both times is, I'm not dealing with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, "Eh, never mind. He goes back to his paper. It is funny, at one point he picks up a microphone and he goes, like, because he keeps making noises, just shoves it in her head. I love toxic noises. So he basically wraps her up in wires and like puts what looks like an instrument jack up her nose and like a microphone in her mouth and like, I don't know what it's called, a little satellite thingy on her head and turns her into what he says, you're about to be the first human transmitter. (laughs) And then the girl who he saved 
is like, I'm forever in your debt. I'll help you with anything you want. And so she's going to help him find his father. I have many connections on the street, is what she says. And that's how she's just... She doesn't, though. She's just asking random people all over the place. I love how they gave this, like, very young woman the most grandmother of voices throughout this whole movie. <laughs> I have many connections on the street. I don't, I don't know if that's dubbed or not. I can't tell. I was, I, no, I'll look it up on my on my computer box. Before the Toxic Avenger left America, he went to the local sushi place and had them write down the name of his father on a piece of cloth. So he's just running around to everyone showing him this cloth. At one point, he runs up to this, like, what looks like two-year-old. It's like, do you know Big Mac? And <laughs> <laughs> um, Then we get, they're going around having no luck. There's a random street dancing scene that Toxie partakes in and Ooh. with this kind of cool band playing, I'm not going to lie, but everyone's just standing there enjoying it, bouncing around. Yeah, it's like Japanese punk. It's cool. I could not find, like, I actively searched for the name of this band because, like, I was actually into them. I could not find anything on it. And no, that is not her real voice. That is a dubbed voice. The actress was just very good at mouthing English words. Ah. So, so that voice that they gave her was absolutely a choice. This was like a few weeks ago on Creature Features where like Tangela never speaks and she tricked everyone at the very beginning where it looks like she was talking, but she was just mouthing the words and the maid was talking. It was like spot on. I love Tangela, but yeah, <laughs> I love that they give him a Japanese businessman disguise, which is just a wig, sunglasses and a briefcase and a camera. It's it's right there on the line. It's right there on yeah. the line. It's doing that line a bit. I'm like, yeah. am I allowed to laugh at this? I don't know. Who knows? I'm not sure what the rules are. Back in Tromaville, Apocalypse Incorporated has taken full advantage of the Toxic Avengers' absence. And they've taken over the town. And it's even changed its name to Apocalypseville. And we are coming up to one of my favorites. And there's nothing that the citizens could do about it. As they, like, the old lady reads that Tromaville is now going to be called Apocalypseville or whatever. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> and then my one of my favorite scenes in this movie is there's a park protest that's being shut down by Apocalypse Inc. And the two hippies running it are so hippie they don't even drive a car. They take a horse and carriage everywhere. They get away, but the Apocalypse Inc. trucks behind them and they run them over once they're out of the park. The magic horse that turns into a stuffed animal <laughs> as it's hit is the funniest shit I have ever seen. I laughed so hard I rewound it, watched it again. <laughs> I love the line where they park their horse and buggy and they go, oh, it's okay, honey. They can't get us here. Why? You just went off the road a little bit. I say that, like, we turned two feet off the road. There's no way they can see us. They'll never see this giant living creature in a buggy. But Toxie goes to the fish market, and they're told that his father works nearby. That he finds Big Mac, finally. But he's so excited. Dude, this guy is hamming it up. More of him. We needed more of him in this movie. He's the, like, he's a big business suit, hair slicked back, cigar, mouth said, Melvin, <laughs> my boy! I love it so much. 
everyone in Japan has been completely terrified by the Toxic Avenger. This guy just sees him and immediately recognizes him and is like, yeah, I love you and I'm going to give you a hug. Well, he, he works for Apocalypse, so he's he's been tipped yeah, but, off the Toxic Avenger. Yes, but in Toxie's mind. Right. He does. Yeah, true. Oh, the Tomatons are working up because there's cocaine in the fish. And yeah, the lady... smuggling cocaine in the fish, of all things. They're smuggling cocaine in the fish! She bends down... It's cocaine in the fish! A really big taste. And then goes, there's cocaine! And then it's just, yump, 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 yump. <laughs> He's so upset. And when he meets him back at his house, he tells Melvin, oh, I only do a little bit of drug smuggling. My main business is white slavery. <laughs> like, this is supposed to make up for it. Also, I gotta point out an odd bias in Lloyd's movies. The last movie, remember the little lady who in the laundromat that Toxie mm -hmm. killed and he didn't know why he did it? And she yeah. turned out to be a white slaver? Just throwing it out, Lloyd, all slavery is bad. We don't have to keep specifying <laughs> the race, bud. <laughs> it's like it's more evil if it's this just take a look at yourself there buddy <laughs> but he has the anti-toxy weapon that it's in a little glass well, vial a little it's glass made vial? of fit you know it's made from like fish oil and that's why fish he's eyes. down by the fish pier made from fish eyes oh then the henchmen show up and he goes I will use this after my boys teach you a lesson for, you know, classic James Bond villain. I could shoot you right now, but I'm going to walk away as, you know. And yeah. his goons come out to attack, and Toxie goes, all right, guys, bonsai. But when he says bonsai, a man brings him a bonsai tree because they're in Japan. He's like, oh, thank you. And he uses it to attack the first villain. He beats him with the bonsai tree and then shoves it through his face. I kept like, and I didn't look at look this up before the movie, but I was like, "Is Sergeant Kabuki Man going to show up?" That was a year later. Yeah, it's not out yet. That's why we get different car crashes in this movie. But they do. The, <laughs> uh, there is at one point a two guys run up, and he's like, "Kabuki Men." Yes. Uh, he uses some fish nunchucks here. Uh, there's a bunch of fights. He's oh. working his way through the city, and like, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's like cartoon John Wick. He's making his way and different assassins keep popping out to kill him. And, but they're all like their own thing. Like the one have nunchucks, he grabs fish and nunchucks. Then there's just a thousand of them. There's puffy power rangers. I don't know what to call them. I like he keeps running back to the fish market where he grabs a sword fish and he goes back and fights him with that. And then he goes back and there's a chainsaw fish. <laughs> That's a hedge trimmer fish. Yeah. Um, so one of the more interesting of this never ending assembly line of villains is the one who's doing a Bugs Bunny bit from the nineties, pretty much where he's in drag and oh, pretends yeah. to be playing with a toy. Toxic Avenger comes out and most like come hither's Toxic Avenger and Toxie's like, Ooh, but it's like, I swear to God, they just watched Bugs Bunny right before, like how he would always do to Elmer Fudd. And he goes running up to him, attacks him, but then will like revert back to I'm I'm lady who's interested in you and lures Toxie back and attacks again. And this goes on for a while to the point like she pulls the dress up and is like backing his ass up at Toxie. 
<laughs> it was like this movie's version of was it nipples from the first toxic event yes yeah. yes he ends up fighting through everybody there's one where this ninja girl gets all of her clothes cut off right is a long convoluted joke but there's a man trying something that he's told will attract beautiful women to him the girl gets her clothes cut off hit in the back of the head with a hammerhead shark and is all <laughs> woo, 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 and stumbles into the guy and he's like oh my god it worked i think this is like randomly when like yeah she's completely naked but there's like duct tape over her crotch for some reason it's I so obvious i think this was actually shot outside just in japan and I wonder oh. if there was like a you can't have pubic nudity shown at all. Well, I know if if you watch certain documentary films <laughs> from from Japan, like the the lower regions are blurred out for some reason. They, what they are have some like of the, a thing about that. What are some of those titles that we could check out? I can't read Japanese. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> But at this point, he's made it through pretty much everybody, and he's come to the big boss fight, Big Mac. And he stands up like, oh, it's go time. And he goes, I'm the Big Mac. I'm the Big Cheese. I'm the Big Mac with cheese. You're just waiting for them to make a cheeseburger joke. (laughs) Smelvin. (laughs) <laughs> he calls him Smelvin, and it's back to the future. Nobody calls me chicken all of a sudden when he yeah. calls him Smelvin. <laughs> like, this is something we should have dealt with in the last movie that the bullies called him or something, but no, it's just there. Um, there's also this sushi chef hacking up fish who sees the naked woman we said earlier, and he's so excited. He's just <laughs> chopping, 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 not looking at where he's chopping. That's important for in a minute. Because... Be- have you ever seen that thing? Is is it real or is it cake? Well, we find out that <laughs> Big Mac is cake. Yes, pretty much. No, no, no he's he's real. <laughs> Big Mac changes into sumo gear, um, and they have a sumo wrestling match pretty much in the street, and he gets thrown onto the sushi table of this man, and the man still just staring at the girl is just hacking up Big Mac to death, but... The anti-traumaton weapon has fallen in the process, turns into some gaseous state, Toxy breathes it in, and then pukes. Big Mac's dead, by the way. Yeah, his head's just in the display of all the sushi stuff. And we cut to a sumo gym, nursing Toxy back to health and doing rituals <laughs> like that he needs Amazing to do. It's it's odd. Grace, yes, while that is playing. I, it was just such a that's one of the biggest laughs like, I I like the movie but that's one of my biggest laughs is what's like the big fat sumo guys healing him with their sumo powers and Amazing Grace is playing apparently Uncle Lloyd is somewhere in this scene oh, I believe this, it this, this is his well that's a, a, according to the, the credits that he's uh that he is one of the sumo wrestlers he's inside one of the sumo wrestler diapers <laughs> <laughs> he peeks out. <laughs> I don't know how to properly describe the feeling, but I forgot sumo wrestlers existed. Yeah. I won't lie until earlier when I was watching. Because it's not something that crosses my mind every day. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's a whole thing I completely forgot about. It's something that used to show up in media like all the time there for yeah, a little exactly. bit. It was a big deal. Like, oh, what's that movie? The Replacements where they have the sumo wrestler is in cartoons, Austin Powers, everything. I You don't see stuff with sumo wrestlers anymore. 
there'd be the special episode of the TV show, and it would be the sumo wrestler episode. Gregory, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to ask for your old school wrestling fan card back. How no, dare you forget Yokozuna and Rikishi? I have never forgot Yokozuna or Rikishi, but I'm so steeped in wrestling, I don't even see them as their gimmicks. I just see them as, that's Yokozuna <laughs> and Rikishi. Okay, fine. You're on probation. But Apocalypse Inc. is taking over, and they're taking over the whole city, and they're branding people, including babies and small children. This is where we get one of my favorite scenes, and people will know it what it is that I'm talking about, because I'm going to use it as the picture if I can find it. It's just Joe Fleischaker walking around with a machine gun. <laughs> It's so great. I just want that <laughs> framed and on my wall. Just big fat Joe Flyshaker with its little it looks like a little machine gun, but it's a regular size machine gun. <laughs> Toxie's windsurfing back home now that he's healed as Claire at home. Is I love it so much he just windsurfs back past the Statue of Liberty, where that's a real shot. So at one point in the Earth's history, the Toxic Avenger was legit windsurfing past the Statue of Liberty. You could have been at Ellis Island and looked out and seen the Toxic Avenger windsurfing one day. I've heard things about New York City. <laughs> what a time to be alive, gentlemen. What a time to be alive. 1989. I, know, I mean, I know you guys You guys weren't there. No. 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 My dad was barely graduated high school by then. I was in kindergarten. At home, Claire is attacked by a gang of evil women, and they're just spinning her around a chair, yelling at her and being very odd. Well, because there is the there's this group of like the hench women, of and there's the one that I like a lot, where she's like a little shorter, but she's the muscle one, and she just keeps flexing all the time. She's also For a red. No person. reason that could yeah Jordan have Grace is to do with it, but um. He's like, she like feels her muscles. Like the muscles feel good still. Like because she doesn't want to offend the muscle builder, but like smaller. I was like, oh, I don't you remember you having these honka honka? Like, <laughs> and then Toxie shows up to save the day and doesn't kill them, just throws them all out. Um, spanks one for an oddly uncomfortable amount of time in front of your girlfriend before throwing her out. Also, did you notice there was already a red mark, so they must have had to do that scene a couple times? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Claire Claire couldn't see it. Fair. But Claire, the funny thing about Claire is she's, like, very timid and, like, innocent. And she talks like this all the time. But then the one girl who's, like, really after her, she throws onto the bed and goes, I'm gonna break you in half like a fucking wishbone, but like still in her happy voice. <laughs> um, fun fact about Claire that I just learned, like as I was looking stuff up for this movie, like right now, she's also the the soundtrack composer. Oh, cool! Oh, she does cool. do a lot of music because I followed her on something for a little bit, and she was still doing music. Well, it was uh, funny. Maybe like, Legera. How yeah. kind of like innocent and stuff she's trying to play. But then later on, the Toxic Avenger, like, introduces her to someone and she starts doing, like, the sexy 80s hair and, like, doing her tongue and stuff. <laughs> so apparently she's a Juilliard-educated composer. Dude, a lot of people involved in trauma are super, like, well-educated. Like, 
like weird degrees too that have nothing to do with filmmaking. Like Lloyd has like a master's in like Chinese sociology or some shit like that. I don't know. And he like went to like a prestigious college and everything. Yeah. Like, cause I forget there was the one documentary I was watching that he was going to like their class reunion. And it's like all these names he was listed listing off and what they do. And then he's like, yeah, I do Trova. So he's but, obviously one. Of course. Exactly. Toxie saves the city, and by saving the city, I mean scares away some goons and tears down signs. It's it's a very like quick wrap up of and all the bad guys are gone. And then I feel like that's the end of the movie. That's like yeah. I mean it's that's it. But no, we're introduced to this whole dark rider plot <laughs> out of nowhere where the chairman of Apocalypse Inc. calls in his fiercest warrior, the Dark Rider, and he's strapped with a bunch of TNT, and he's going to drive it into City Hall and explode the whole city. And he's just this dude on a motorcycle who's driving into town. Toxic Avenger stops a cab. You think he's going to do the need your wheels and drive, but no, just gets into the back of the cab well, and goes, follow him. Legit movie question. Has anyone ever tried this? It's one of the biggest movie tropes. <laughs> I feel like we need to go somewhere and have one of us driving in a car and the other get into the back of the cab and tell the taxi driver, follow that car and see how long they do it because I want to know if it can actually happen. Yeah. Because that is something that shows up a lot in these movies, in different movies. It is. Um, but the, he gets in the back of the taxi and there's the old couple and they're on their anniversary and they're arguing about if they're going to go to a French restaurant or Chinese. Chinese is cheaper. And this whole time the taxi's just sitting there while they're like figuring this out. And the motorcycle is gone forever. It, in real life, they're never finding that thing because they sit there for way too long being like, no, we got to go get them. How dare this trauma movie not have perfect logic? Bullshit. Now. Zero out of ten. Yeah. It's a giant car chase. And I mean giant. Uh, my The highlight for me, though, is when they go to do the cool action movie thing where the motorcycle like tips on its side and skids under like a big truck. And you've seen this in movies. It's always awesome. But what they do is they don't have a stuntman who could pull the stunt off. So they have the motorcycle drive up to the truck lay down and kind of push the bike and then <laughs> cut to him driving away. But you can see it all too well. The guy lays down, pushes the motorcycle, and then cut to him driving away. Yeah. Now, this is where we get, like, a lot of, like, the different, like, chase tropes, like, car chase tropes that we, especially in the 80s, we saw. It was, like, school children are crossing the road. Uh-oh, the big truck's gonna block the road. What are they gonna do? And then it is one of my favorite things, though, that happens in car chases when they have to go, uh-oh, and duck, and the car goes under it, and they pop back up, and there's no roof. Yes. Um, you get the fruit vendor as well. There's a head-on crash with an Apocalypse Inc. car that explodes, and you're like, well, they're all dead. But no, they just have a bunch of, like, hair blown back and soot <laughs> on their face. Yeah. Um, then the car is junked, so he steals a boat and just drives the boat on land and continues chasing the motorcycle. It, it is and... so much of, like, they're wired, and this is, like... This movie is what an hour and forty some minutes long. It's like they're trying to stretch out runtime when they don't need to, because it's like we went from a car chase to now we're in a hovercraft. The hovercraft's chasing it. Then 
he ends up chasing him to the point that he crashes into a garage sale and explodes. I guess <laughs> he had enough dynamite to blow up the city. I don't know. I guess it didn't work here. Maybe it only worked at City Hall. Who knows? But yeah, he saved the day again. Then the town is celebrating outside the church. Everyone's super happy. Uh, this strange, funny man with a funny curly mustache shows up and is all excited to meet the Toxic Avenger. And it's his real father, Melvin Bunko. No, Melvin Junko. And that guy was Mac Bunko. That's correct. That love is like, no, we're always getting confused. Uh, that guy ruined my credit score. <laughs> we get a, if you're ever in trouble, look for the Toxic Avenger narration ending and credits on the Toxic Avenger Part 2. One thing I do want to mention here at the end, and it's I didn't really know where to fit it in like the discussion, so I'll just say it here. Um, I do like where they play a little bit more with when he touches things, like it melts. Like there's a lot of time for like the one time he like stopped a car and he took his hand away from it. And there's like a burnt handprint and it was like really good looking. There's a few different things like that that I enjoyed. Like little like, oh, we have a little bit more money to play with maybe than the first one. Um, In the in the soup scene, he uses his breath to, uh, to heat up the hot tub. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, dude. Uh, fun movie. I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. I'm never in a bad mood watching these movies. Um, I love that instead of just cutting out so much, they just gave us two movies instead. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lloyd. And you guys are for the Call of Dead? Yeah, let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. The Robin Thor Count of the Dead's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you guys think we got with the Toxic Avenger Part 2? If you are a new listener... We have a system. I gotta see it. Or see the direct aftermath of it. Uh, there was a lot. 21. I'm gonna... A lot of times I just go one above or below, but there was a lot in this one, so I'm gonna say 25. We got... 29. Oh, nice. So I would never argue with more death. I will also yes. not argue with more death. I will not argue because I am the death keeper. That was Greg's Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're going to my ratings from Dimension Z. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it. Leave it. <laughs> That's the wrong button. That's the end of the episode button. <laughs> oh, hey, great episode, guys. <laughs> So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. I'm coupled with that thing right now. So we already said that George Lucas stole from this movie, but he stole like one of the worst things from the movie. So you're yes. George Lucas and you see Toxic Avenger 2 and you're like, oh, I've, I'm thinking about making a new Star Wars movie. Where, what can I steal from this? I need to, because I don't have any original ideas. I already stole a lot from the serials I watched as a child. So what can I steal from this? So the number one is the mid midi-chlorian thing. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, A number 10 is to make his new prequel trilogy more fun, like a trauma movie. Not so clinical and like taxes and trade routes and it's boring. I'll have you know, all three prequels are masterpieces. Um, 
I like Toxic Avenger Part 2 a lot. I don't like it as much as 1 and 4. I think 4 still might be my favorite of all of them. We'll have to see when we get there. But um, I like it a lot. I'm going to give this one a nice 6.5 out of 10, I think. I went a little higher. I went a little higher than you on this one. Um, like you said, this is this is honestly probably my least favorite of the Toxic mm. Avengers. Uh, if I had to do it, it'd be one, four, three. This one. Um, I'm gonna go seven and a half out of ten. I agree with you and disagree with you. My order is actually release order. I go one, two, three, four. I love really? all of them, but that's my my favorite order. And but I agree with intern in the fact I also went seven and a half things George could have stole from Toxic Avenger two. So let's go with someone gets chopped up with a lightsaber because they're looking at a naked girl. Oh, some nudity. Well, I, I wouldn't mind some nudity in a Star Wars movie. Well, you know, there's no underwear in space. I've never seen Job of the Hut wear anything. <laughs> Unless you guys have anything else. Negative. Do your, do your parents worship Satan. Well, we hope that the Toxic Avenger Part 2 has left your brain throbbing with horror. Ah, it seems you've survived another fright. Be sure to look for the Throbbing with Horror pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform. Or else, subscribe for more tantalizing terror and be ready for the new fear next week. If you dare. <laughs>